0: Well, today is Palm Sunday, as we've already uh, mentioned to you, and that's the beginning really of a holy week in the life of Jesus. And uh, you know, there was Palm Sunday, and then come uh, Monday, like tomorrow, Jesus would go into the temple and actually turn over tables and chase out money changers. How many of you know that'll get your heart going? And then numerous things that would happen throughout the week. And then on Friday is Good Friday. And that is the day that we mark that Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. And that's a powerful thing. We are going to make available to you a uh, Good Friday webcast. And so on Friday throughout the day and then over the weekend, you'll be able to to view that. It'll be a, a, a precious, powerful time for you to just get online there. Watch that. Be prepared for communion. And uh, there'll be some worship, and then I have a word that I want to share with you, and I want to pray over you. And you say, well, I don't have internet, I don't have computer. Here's what you do. You go to a store that sells computers, and they have them on display. And, and you just say, could I try out this one real quick, and then just pull us up, okay? And so it's only going to be about 15 minutes or so. So like, can I help you think, no, I think I'm liking this one. So just give me a few more minutes. And while you're doing that, turn the volume up really loud, Okay. And to help everybody in the store. But for Good Friday and then um, on the, the weekend, then, as you know, we have Saturday service for Easter and then Sunday morning, 9 and 11. But Jesus on Palm Sunday, knowing that Good Friday was coming, knowing that Easter was coming, here, here's something significant. Jesus knew what the week would hold. Jesus knew what the week would hold. I think if we knew what our week would hold, we'd either be super excited and mess it up. Because we'd skip important things to get to, oh yeah, I'm so excited about that. Uh, Or we would just be utterly depressed. if, If we knew what our week held. Jesus knew what his week held. Now I want you to see what scripture says here in Hebrews 12. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy, everybody say for the joy, joy. who for the joy that was set before him, watch this, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. It literally in the Greek is despising and ignoring or despising, but ignoring the shame and disgrace. And you know what? You're probably going to have some things this week that you'll despise. But if you know how the week will end. You'll be able to not only despise it, but ignore it. And Jesus, because of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, the disgrace that would, would be rendered to him, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus did all that he did, he endured the cross, he despised and and ignored the shame. Here's why. You ready for this? Scripture says it right there for the joy. Because of the joy. I said, because of the joy. He knew how this thing would turn out. He knew if I can get through this, I know what's on the other side. This is the plan of God. This is the culmination of the plan of God in human history coming to this point. And I've got to go through this gauntlet. I've got to go through this place. And if I can get through that, there's joy waiting on the other side. My joy, the Father's joy, and joy for you. You know, it is said that... um, You know, you women that have born and uh, carried and born children, you know, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot. But once the child comes on the other side of the labor and travail, it says that all the pain is swallowed up in joy. Or at least most of it. Uh But the idea there is sometimes we go through some things, but you've got to keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on where we're going. And Jesus knew that there was joy on the other side of it. So he went through in obedience, trusting God went through this holy week. And thank God he did. And John chapter 12, I'm going to skip all of that and skip this and this. Alicia already got that. So we'll just, no, I'm, I'm teasing joke. And she scared me though. I thought she's going to trample all over my message. John chapter 12, verse 12. And I hide my notes from everybody. John chapter 12, verse 12 says the next day, everybody say the next day, the next day. And we'll come back to that in a moment. A great multitude that had been, that had come to the feast Passover when they'd heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried, Hosanna. Everybody say Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Say that too. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it. And as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. And so almost a week prior to Easter, week before Passover, in Bethany, Martha is hosting a dinner. And we've seen Martha before. Apparently Martha loves to cook. And uh, she still has products on the market. Martha White, biscuits, and, and other things like that. And, um, but anyway, that's not scriptural. I lied. I'm sorry. Um, but Martha is hosting this dinner. And uh, at this dinner, guess who else is at this dinner? A newly alive Lazarus. How I many of you know that'll sell some tickets for a banquet? Okay. And Mary... So we got Martha and Mary that are sisters of Lazarus. And um, they're just, you know, got to just be incredibly joyful and cranked up because of what Jesus has done to Lazarus and all. And she breaks out this expensive, fragrant ointment oil. And she anoints Jesus' feet as he reclines. That was their manner, their custom of eating. As he reclined to eat and she anointed his feet. And guess who else was there? Judas. And Judas starts to run his mouth about, um, boy, that's a waste of money because all that could have been sold and we could have fed the poor. And the scripture says he had no intention of feeding the poor. He was a thief. And he was the the one who carried the money. And don't think Jesus was surprised at this. Jesus knew the whole time that he also would dip into the bag, so to speak. And uh, so don't think Judas went bad just at the last moment. Okay? He was a thief. Um, and there's a whole lot more in that. And then there were other people there as well. And then of course, Jesus and the people, uh, a lot of people were crowding that area because Passover was coming and they were coming and they flocked to the house. The the scripture said, so in hopes that they would see Jesus and also in hopes that they could see Lazarus. And so this, and Alicia mentioned this, the chief priests and the religious leaders saw this and they were already plotting to kill Jesus. And now because so many people were believing in Jesus because of Lazarus, they were also plotting now to kill Lazarus. And then it says then the next day, the next day, then Jesus goes from Bethany to Jerusalem. It's about two miles. Uh, but it's not two miles like you and I, two miles, okay? This was not like a paved bike path and, you know, all of this. It was a little bit rugged terrain and they're walking. But it's two miles nonetheless. And people are excited. Then they hear that Jesus is coming. They hear that Jesus is coming and they line the streets. They wave the palm branches. The palm branches were symbolic of, of uh, Israel's nationalism Nationalism, And we should have some of that. It's our hopes and dreams for our country. It's our hopes and dreams for our children and for the future. And, and they were under an oppressive government and a burdensome, confusing religion. And they had hopes for the future. And here comes Jesus. And so this waving of palm branches, which is also symbolic of greeting a returning and triumphant king. They're rejoicing in this and they holler out. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." And Jesus came riding a donkey, and he fulfilled Zechariah 99, 9, the prophecy there in Zechariah, which said he, that he would do that. Had he come in on a horse that would have symbolized war, Had, and he came in on a donkey and that symbolized peace, and that's very significant for us to know today. Now, they cried out, "Hosanna, blessed is he who comes. In the name of the Lord, I want us to look at this word here a little bit because this was uh, just very eye opening for me, and I want to share this for a few moments with you this morning. The New Testament was written in Greek, and the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the English translators of the Greek New Testament, they took English letters to spell out Greek words into the english and so we get let me try to diagram here so we've got an english word and for us everybody just say hosanna. hosanna okay but it actually came from the greek and so it's called transliteration where we take letters to spell out their word and it will sound like it in our language so The English translators then took that from the Greek. Well, the Greek writers, the guys who wrote the New Testament, actually did the same thing with a Hebrew word. And so they used Greek letters then to lift this Hebrew word over. and, uh, And then it gets ultimately the word that we have for Hosanna comes from the Hebrew. And let me just give it to you real quick. Hoshia-na. Everybody say it. na Okay, say it again. Hoshia-na. Now it's a phrase, but I want you to kind of run it together now. Hoshia-na. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? na Do it again. Hoshia-na. And so that went into the Greek and it came into the English. And so this morning we say Hosanna. But it's coming from this very rich Hebrew word, hoshia na Go ahead and say it again. It just sounds cool. You look cool when you said it too. That was all right. Now it means save, please. It means save. We pray. It's a cry for help. I want you to imagine that you're out on some dock by the sea and the waves are hitting against, you know, breakers coming in, but you're up on this dock. And the the sea, the ocean can be a pretty scary place. And you're watching all of this and suddenly somebody shoves you in. Here's the kicker. You can't swim. And so they push you off into the sea. And if you come back up to the surface, here's what you're going to say. Hoshiana. In essence, you're going to say, save me, please. Somebody help me. Follow me on this. Help me, please, because you can't swim. And this is dangerous, and you're out in it now. And you will say the equivalent of Hosanna, which means save, please, somebody help me, please, help me. Well, over time, this word Hosanna that we get, Hosanna, became connected to another phrase. And it moved from just being a plea or a cry for help into more of a declaration that had some confidence in it, an appeal for help, but yet confident in your time of need. And we we can read about it here. A perfect example is Psalm uh, 118, verse 25 and 26. Are you with me? And it says, save now, I pray. Do you know what that means? Uh, You know how to say that in the Hebrew? Y'all are Incredible. And I don't want you to get cocky or be showing off at lunch or whatever, okay? <laughs> uh, could you put this in a doggy bag? I want to eye it for later, okay? You know, don't, <laughs> don't get weird. And if you do that, don't tell them you come here, okay? <laughs> but they they connected it with another phrase and it changed from just a Plea to more of a declaration. Let's read it again here. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray. Send now prosperity. Watch verse 26 here. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he. Go ahead and read that with me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So, Hosanna used to mean save me, please save. But now, connected, it means this. Please save me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I see my help coming. I need help, but I see my help coming. Are y'all with me? That's a far cry from please, somebody help me, to now please help me. I see my help coming. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So let's go back to the water. You're in the water, somebody shoved you off, and you can't swim. And you're there, so as you bob back up to the surface, you say, save me. And then here's the next thing you say, thank you, thank you, Mr. Lifeguard. Because blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You see, you know that your help is coming to you. Is anybody here this morning for this? So it's a declaration actually. Yes, it's a cry for help. But it's a declaration of confidence that you make in your time of need. It's not just a plea. It's a praise. It's not just a cry. It's a declaration of confidence, of relief. Can you imagine? You can't swim and you see help coming right there to help you. My goodness. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, the reality is all of us on the dock of life... Have been shoved in. And the reality is that all of us at one point have slipped in. And the further reality is all of us at some point have jumped in. And you need to know that these waters are dangerous waters. And people are drowning. There are people here this morning treading water. Some of you are coming up for a breath and you're saying, Hosanna. And I want to tie together, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord with your Hosanna this morning. And you're bobbing up and down in there, and it's fear, and it's guilt, and it's hopelessness. And these are cold waters, these are murky waters, these waters are inescapable without a Savior. And Jesus comes, Hosanna. We need help. I need help. How about you? You need help? Well, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we cry Hosanna, which is save, please go back on the street where the where the Jews were waving and laying down palm branches. They're saying, We hate this. This is not what we hoped for our children and for us and for our future. We need help. This government, this crazy religion, all of these things. We just can't get ahead. It keeps pressing in. It keeps taking away. This is horrible. Help us. And they looked for a Messiah and he came. And so that's why they said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we still can cry, Hosanna, save, please, please help me. But don't leave it disconnected from, but blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It means I need help. We need help, but here comes help. Everybody's saying, I need help. But here comes help. And I want to tell you this morning by the Spirit to lift up your eyes and know that help is on the way. God sees what you, where you're at, what you're dealing with. So don't just walk around in the despair. And don't buy everything that the media is trying to tell you about how bad it is and how worse it is. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, as dark as it gets on this earth, the glory of the Lord is going to be seen upon His people. So lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. You might need help. I need help. You need help. There's things I'm praying about. God, what do I do about this? How do I handle this? You know what? But my cry doesn't just stop at somebody help me. My cry also includes this, but blessed. Blessed. It's the one who comes in the name of the Lord. You with me? I want you to imagine with me this morning. Super Bowl. Let's go back to Super Bowl. (laughs) And there's, I'm sure there's some wives. Oh, yeah. Imagine with me, let me set up a scenario for you. It's Super Bowl, and our team is winning. We're up by three points. But there's only two seconds left on the clock. The other team, it's their ball. And they're on their own 35. Two seconds to go. Nobody has timeouts. We're up by three. The quarterback for the other team takes the snap. He drops back. He fakes a pass. It throws our whole defense off. And they do a wide sweep to the right. And they're going around. This quarterback is fast. And they're on their 35. Our defense is still scrambling to kind of get it back together. He goes from the 35 to the 40. And from the 45 to the 50, he crosses midfield into our territory, 45. He's heading to the 40. And let me tell you what the crowd begins to shout. Hosanna! (laughs) Which means somebody get him. Somebody stop this. Somebody help. Somebody do something. He's on the 40. He's on the 35. He's on the 30. And coming from the opposite side of the field, cutting a diagonal, one of the fastest guys, he's our all-pro, all-star safety on our team. He's cutting all that space and he's coming toward him. And now our cry goes from just Hosanna to blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. See that? And on the six-yard line rings his neck (laughs) clock runs out we win but do you see this sometimes things are going on and we go somebody do something God help somebody help 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 but don't leave it disconnected from this and here's what we keep it connected to I need help but blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord everybody say Hosanna Hosanna. Blessed blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord say I need, help. I need help but here comes help in Psalm 121 it says I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help we're looking for help my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and he made earth and he will not allow your foot to be moved and you know what when somebody rescues you when somebody saves your life You owe them everything. We're going to have communion. And communion is a wonderful picture, a wonderful way for us to celebrate the true meaning. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.